Give me your CB voice. I don't change my voice. You changed your voice. You used to make it sound funny all the time. Like, what are you talking about? I used to make it sound funny. You, well, you know, when, when you're used to hearing someone talk normal and then they go on the CB and they go, hey, they're triggers. And you try and do like some kind of Southern guy or something strange. No, you're like kind of looking at it like, what? No, what's really <laughs> funny about that. Actually, I'm glad, I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you brought I that up. I called you out. No, but when, when I was young, <laughs> when, when we were young and I would no. be out trucking, let's be honest. This is this might people might think that this is weird, but I know this is a fact. Troy knows everything. That's true too. But listen, <laughs> listen to this. When we were young and we were trucking, right? Uh-huh. If I would get on the CB when I, my voice was even a lot younger, younger, younger. When I was young, I sounded like this little kid, right, or whatever. <laughs> now, now listen. So I'd be like, "Hey, breaker one nine out there," and everybody'd be like, <laughs> "Nobody would answer me at all." I swear to you. So I started experimenting. People would be like. Not even paying attention. And I'd, I'd be like, uh, how about a break out there? Does, can someone help me out here? And, and nobody would. So then I started going, yeah, break your one on. <laughs> and everybody would be like, go ahead, break. I'd be like, yeah, that works. <laughs> they just did. And then I had, to, I had to go from Yankee to a little bit of Southern drawl. So like if I would come down into the South and I would be like, yeah, hey man, it's uh, breaker one nine. Somebody help me out around. I, I'm not kidding. You. One time I was in Alabama. <laughs> of all places, I'm in Alabama. And I'm like, yeah, break one nine. I need to find this guy. He comes on the CV. Goes, go home, Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can't, I'm like, what the hell is that? Fighting the damn war down here. But anyway, so I, I in in a over the years, that's why when you would look at me like, why is he talking like that? It was because as a young sounding Yankee, nobody would answer the damn CV. He's leaving out the fact that he just naturally sounds cocky. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling uh, you, listen, yeah. I'm telling you the truth. This, it's, it's a fact. Cause look, are you saying that when I talk Southern, I don't sound cocky? Bring your that. That sounds cocky. They, but they answer the Southern cocky guy. They don't answer the Northern cocky guy. It's funny. I'm telling you, I was really messed up. <laughs> You're messed up. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you learn a lot out there. I'll tell you what's even worse. Try getting a breaker one nine near a near a city. You better have a CB that can walk and talk. When you get near those damn cities, you have 5,000 wackos on the CB, and you're trying to, like, get a break, and it's not, it's not easy to do. Anyways, trucking news with Ruth Ann. Let's go right into that instead of CB talk. Okay. The FMCSA is suspending hours of service for drivers that are delivering to the 12 states that are in the Midwest and the Northeast that are going to get hit with this storm. If you're carrying heating fuel or other essential supplies for these to these 12 states, um, they're just going to suspend your hours of service. And the states are Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Wow. No Maryland, Delaware. Huh? Did you say New Jersey? I said Jersey. Okay. All right. That's cool. So if you have essential supplies, stuff mm-hmm. they need, not um, not a load of couches, but no, a load heating, of heating, fuel, propane, food, natural gas, um, and other fuel products, wow. including gasoline and diesel. They're calling the storm Winter Storm Harper. Winter Storm Harper. Mm-hmm. What's up with that naming storms now? Well, I guess because it's supposed to dump about forty inches up there. Oh that, wow! That they're actually going to name it, you know, because of the severity of it. I don't know. So they are, um, and they also said that it's going to be um, really icy and so forth. So just be really careful if you're going to be delivering up that way. And um, see if you're, if you go to the um, AccuWeather, you know, you can get 
complete updates all the time on like or the weather channel to see what kind of what kind of weather you're going to be approaching like when it's expected certain things but and i know it's already started right so and the hours of service are suspended until further notice so right. next couple of days at least you don't have to worry about right running over on your hours or anything like that i wonder what happens when they do that do they just shut the electronic log off on those guys I mean, if, if I was the company owner, I'd be like, flip the damn switch. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean... I mean, why even have record of it? You know, hey, sw- flip the switch. I mean, but the satellite probably just keeps track. Yeah, right. I have no idea. I just know that they're considering it a regional emergency declaration, so... All right, yeah. perfect. All right, next, let's move on. What, what else you got in trucking? Um, we mentioned before that I-59 and 20 are going to be closed in Birmingham, and they actually decided just this weekend that it's going to be January 21st. So starting Monday, you have to detour around Birmingham. Okay, so the construction begins in Birmingham. Right. And, and you know, they've been announcing this for months. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. That's going to be a cluster. It you've is. got a couple different major interstates that come into Birmingham, so we're going to have to really plan ahead, guys. Dispatch. You guys that are dispatching, load planning, you better start planning for your drivers. What else you got in trucking right then? Iowa is going to launch the new system to help the drivers find their parking. We were talking about it last week, and then I've talked about it at least about a month ago. Interstate 80 and portions of I-30, I-35, and I-29 are the ones that are going to have the system in, in effect for the public parking. And if you go to Trucks Park Here, T-R-U-C-K-S Park Here, there is up-to-date information on where the openings are for the truck stops. Right now, only Ohio and Minnesota have the live data feed, and that at the end of January is when Iowa will be actually included in that too. They also have a mobile app that you'll be able to download to get that information too. So it's a new system that they're all doing, and it's the states that are all partnered into that are Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, and Wisconsin. I see flaws. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Now, they, now, this is like almost, it reminds me of almost like the parking garages you pull in. Now, they have the counters. It says there's 35 available spaces on this level, blah, 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 right? Okay. So, now I'm a trucker. Now, do you get to reserve one of those spots? Because what if I'm 75 miles away and it's telling me, okay, there's five spots. So now I'm on my way. No, that's not how it works. How does it work? It's all live. So you can't reserve it. You can only reserve or purchase spots at truck stops as far as I know. So unless it's a a privately owned one, but this is called Truck Parking Information Management System, or they call it TPIMS that you can go on to and get more information on it to find out for sure if you're able to do anything like that. But as far as I know, it's strictly live data feeds. Right. So the further out you are, if there's only a limited... Don't go. Well, I mean, depending on how far off the interstate it is. Well, it's saying that if there is um, few spots or something to that effect, that not even to... If it's low availability, the, like what they'll do is once it's completely up and running, they'll have parking maps that will indicate particular sites that are having their openings, like the different um, spots that they have that are going to, like mm-hmm. there might be five different parking lots. So they'll have the map of all those five different parking lots and they'll say which ones have the availability, low availability, or if the site's completely closed. Now I wonder, well, and drivers will start getting used to how far these things are off the interstate. 
you know, obviously the closer to the interstate, the better for the truck driver it's going to be. So that's cool. And by the way, you just made up a new word. You put low and availability together. You called it lovability. So low lovability or something like that you said. Okay, well, you know what? That's No, cool. actually, it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up on that one. Hey, you know me. <laughs> All right. So anyways, anything to help out the parking. And my guess is if this is successful, hopefully this will start in the Northeast because that's really where yeah. the really major right. issue. Look, when I was a driver, it was a bugger to find parking in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. You, you had... You had to park on the ramps. Back then, we didn't get as, in as much trouble as they do now, but you had to really know where you were going. Fortunately, if you live in the Northeast, there's a million dirt fields and places to park that most guys are afraid to get off of an exit because they don't realize, but a lot of exits, man, you can get off and there's like gigantic areas to park without even trying. Yeah, I, I think the reason why that's these eight states that are starting with it is because the distance between the different ones, you know, there might be 70 miles between the two and you might be getting really close to your hours being out. So they give you that option. Yeah, huh? No, I'm just saying I don't think that's the reason. Well, I think it might be. Well, you, you made my one eyebrow go up. Anyways, you got <laughs> That some- one eyebrow always goes up. It's that left one. It just like ricochets into your hairline all the time. Fling! Yeah, come on. What else you got? Um, I did that on purpose, by the way. The Supreme Court sides with the trucker for the arbitration clause with Prime. Well, tell me about the case. Oh, you didn't know it? <gasps> I mean, there's like okay. a million cases about so, different trucking companies. What, what did they figure out? Well, Prime, when they do their contract, they, well, they, they lock them in, right? Well, and then they say, if um, unless there's certain circumstances, they're going to automatically go to arbitration instead of going to a court. Like they, it's basically third person. So a third person can come in and say whether or not Prime was good or you were, you were good. Right. Well, a, a Supreme Court judge threw that out for this one particular driver that's been fighting with them for a while because he felt as though that Prime was wrong because they had him classified as a company driver. He was a company driver and they had him classified as an independent contractor. And he was fighting this because of what they were doing, which I don't know all the complete details because they were trying to get it. Like they, they wouldn't even let it go to court yet because they were saying it had to go into arbitration. And what the judge said is, there was a clause in there that stated that if, it, as under certain circumstances, it does not go to arbitration. So the judge said, okay, well, it doesn't have to go to arbitration. So Prime's right now, their lawyer's a little irritated because now this this driver is going to get to have his, his day in court, as a matter of speaking, instead of having it going through the third party. Okay, I just wish, I mean, you said a lot, and I'm like going, what the hell is she even talking about? <laughs> I know, i seen his face going. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> so basically what you're really pointing out is that the truck driver at least won the right to go to court over right. a decision that Prime has made against him. Right. Because of classifying him as a lease operator when he's saying he's a company driver. And you know what? Tune in, I guess, and see what happens. And, you know, hey, I'm all for whoever's right, whether... It's the trucking company or the driver. Well, it, it, it boils down to the fact that with Prime, they didn't want to go to court over everything. So they always said that everything has to go to arbitration first, meaning that a third person would sit down and say, listen to the driver's lawyer or the driver and listen to Prime's yeah. lawyer. Right. And it always seemed like Prime would always win. Is that what you, you heard? It seems like Prime always won? Well, if you go to an arbitrator, 
right? Nine out of 10 times, they're going to go with the... Why is that? Arbitrators are supposed to be They're supposed to be neutral, but think about it. They're not hearing the whole story. They're hearing what's only being allowed to be said to them, first of all, because it's arbitration. It's not a, a full Supreme... It's not a whole court. It's not a full judge. So what happens is they only get to hear certain things. And um, when it comes to certain circumstances like this, where the driver wants all of it to be heard, it's better to go in front of, the, in front of a judge. But Prime doesn't want to pay the fees for everything that would go involved with going in front of a judge, because if they go in front of the judge, you know, they get to hear everything. So... Okay, you totally have me even more confused. But, that's okay. You know, that's that's. I fine. probably confused everybody, but you know, they can follow it and 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 say yay, hey. Well, what's to, the driver's name? Then they can look it all up themselves. His name is Olive. Oh, hold on, I screw up names so, so badly. Who cares? Try to pronounce it. If it's wrong, who cares? Oliveria. Oliveria. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? It's not Oliveria, is it? No, his first it's, name ain't <laughs> Olive. No, it's... Because then his middle name would be Pitt. I love Pitt. Oh, God, that was horrible, Troy. That's a bad joke. Yeah, it was. It was was really bad. So you rip names up. Big deal. Oliveria. Yeah, I'm trying to find... It's always giving that. Mm -hmm. It's not giving his full name. Okay. Well, look up the case Oliveria versus Prime. All right. So, and, and again, if Prime is, is right in the case, then I'm for Prime. If the driver's right, then I'm for the driver. I'm not for anybody that's wrong. If you're doing wrong, if you're wrong in what you're claiming, then you're wrong. That's, that's all it's to it. That's, that's the easy side to be on. Be on the right side. Okay, Ruthann, let's get back to some news we understand. You got something? I do. Go ahead. Move on. All right. Let me take this screen off because I hate when I go through it. All right. The FMCSA, because of the government shutdown, it's saying that the shutdown could delay the revisions that they were looking into for the hours of service. So there's a, they're still fighting on the different hours of services to get them the revisions completed, meaning different hauling, um, your livestocks, your, right. the different, all the okay. different revisions that they're making. Well, because of the government shutdown, that's being delayed. Oh, well. And that was just a quickie. I just wanted to put in there. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> wow. What a day. You got something else? Yeah, I do. What do you got? The sixth annu- annual Trucker Talent Search Singing Contest is now open. Something we can understand now. A trucker singing contest. Yeah. So Road on highway. You have till April 22nd to put your submission into the Trucker Talent Search Singing Competition produced by Overdrive and Red Eye Radio. So where do they go to to find that? To overdrive.com? Yes. Or Red Eye Radio? Yeah, I'm sure they would have something too. So what do they have to do? Basically make a little MP4 or MP3 up or an MP4. But what if they want a video or an actual... They want videos. So that's an MP4. So you want to make up a little video of yourself singing? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You hear that, drivers? And if you you end up getting um, picked and being the winner, you get two or three And you get the spotlight on Talk CDL. Ruthann, how about that? They get to spotlight their song on Talk CDL. That's fine. You can also if they write upload the video material. using an iPhone or an Android. If, so. if they write their own material. And guys, let me tell you a little secret. Uh, using your iPhone and stuff like that, I mean, that's nice audio, but if you're really into singing, yourself a good mixer and record it correctly. Seriously, way better. 
Well, if you win, you end up getting the um, uh, recordings. I think three recordings in Nashville. A record deal? Three recordings. It didn't say a record deal. It says three recordings. So you can go and make three recordings in Nashville, and then that could end up turning into record deals. Well, if they're going to do a recording for you, most likely it's probably with a good producer. Well, I mean, it's Nashville. I mean, there, I don't think there's many bad ones. Well, I mean, get out of you're here. gonna it's have your some sleazebag town like of Nashville. You'll have you ever a... been to Nashville? There's like all kind of sleazebags over there taking advantage of people that are coming into that town looking to be discovered. Trust me, they're not all great producers. But I, I'm doubting that that this would be a bad one. No, I doubt it because it's Red Eye Radio and Overdrive. It's not like it's Has you know be. sleazy places. Has to be really good. You got this off the internet, right? I'm going to hit him. So a woman was found unresponsive in a truck at a Flying J. Really? Where at? What state? Ireland. Arlington, Texas? No. No? It just says Allorton. But anyways, what happened was is the police were called to the Flying J because a um, woman was found in a truck and she was unresponsive at a Flying J. When the police got there, the EMS was already there. She had a pulse, but she died at the hospital. Alorton, Illinois. Okay. So a lady was found on... Was she a driver or was she a passenger? No. She was a passenger and they believe it was a drug overdose because the driver of the truck said they were together in the truck. And I'm not sure if she was a friendly... A lot lizard? (laughs) I was going to say iguana. (laughs) Sorry. That's all right. But either way, my reason for bringing this up is... Driver, why would you take a woman doing drugs into your truck? Why do you think? Well. Why do you think? I mean, there's other places you can have fun. Why do you think he had her in the truck? Because he was having fun. Right. Maybe doing drugs himself. Yeah, but that's stupid. Then you call the cops and then you're doing drugs too. Ruthanne, I mean, are you serious? I know. Why do people do drugs? You think they're smart? No. Okay. Then then why ask why? (laughs) Come on. What else you got? Move on. Another driver that was being silly, although it cost, uh, will cost him his license. In Argos, Indiana, they finally decided that the driver that rear-ended a bus killing a a 13-year-old boy was actually removing his jacket and a sweatshirt. A trucker. Was undressing. It was basically, I mean, if I'm being honest, I've, I've had to, I've driven down the road already and got real hot and had to move my, take my jacket off or my sweatshirt. Yeah, but he was driving a tractor trailer. I've done it. I'm not going to deny it. He was taking his jacket and then I guess he took his jacket and then took the sweatshirt off over his head. Yeah, that's bad. And when he was doing that, he took his eyes off the road and looked up and literally rear-ended a school bus. Yeah, that's not good. That's really, and and a 13-year-old kid was killed. Yeah. When was this? Oh, this is the one that had just happened in Indiana yeah, a couple it, months ago? Yeah, well, the accident itself happened December 5th, and they just oh. they are just now going to file charges against the driver for, well, he'll go February 4th in front of the judge. I don't, I don't see him going away for a long time. I really don't. That was, that was stupid on his part, yeah. But he wasn't texting and driving. And I'm not, again, I'm not sticking up for the guy. I'm just saying, look at the circumstance. He's taking a sweatshirt off was dumb it was very dumb i've done that already and like it gets stuck on you you're trying to pull it off you know you don't realize it half a second one second with your eyes closed you can go very far that's sad 
I feel for that family, too. Well, right now, on February 4th, they're going to determine whether or not the driver's going to face criminal charges. But they're already he's already got three civil lawsuits against him and the trucking company he worked for. Yeah, civilly, they're screwed. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. The trucking company and him and the insurance company, somebody's paying that family a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and rightfully deserved. That family deserves to be compensated for the loss of their child. Not denying that. And I'm not saying it wasn't the trucker's fault, either. I'm just saying... Taking your shirt off, I don't know how they're going to constitute that as criminal. I really don't. And now you could say manslaughter or negligence. And see, they can actually word negligence into criminal because there's a thing called negligent homicide. So you were negligent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know. And, well, he's and a professional, that. and that's the thing is he's classified as a professional driver. I agree. He should either be, when you get in a truck, take your shirt, jacket or whatever off of your you know, if it's going to be warming up or whatever the case might be, you kind of know your body. You kind of know what the, the the atmosphere is in your truck by a certain point, whether or not you're going to be getting warm and taking your jacket off. You don't just get in, go start driving down the road and decide. And if it was that much of the, where he's going to have a, a jacket on or something that's going to be constricting, you pull over and take it off. But he was going through an area where, you know, school buses and stuff were, that's where they're going to say he should have had the mindset of a professional and do whatever he should have done. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. You, you got to act like a professional all the time. That's why mm-hmm. you're called a professional. But again, I'm not, dis- I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I'm not going to disagree with you either. I mean, we've all done st- certain things, but to, you know, kill someone is a lot, lot different than to. Well, I mean, you don't think you're going to kill somebody. No, but I mean, if you're driving happens, down the road and you're, you already know you're behind a school bus, you don't, Take your eyes off of it. They stop. Well, I 100% agree. And again, I'm not trying to stick up for the driver. I'm just saying that I just don't see. And again, that's based why they're on, going to court so they can decide. Based on him being a professional, you're right. He, he could be considered criminal. Yeah. yeah. And we don't know. Maybe, you know, they don't know what the other parts of his MVR states. I mean, that might be why it's going to have a, a heavy weigh on it because he could have other offensive that shows negligence too. So we don't know that. But either way, I hope whatever happens is for the best. Next subject. Is it by law now that you should have a headache rack on the back of your truck if you're a flatbed? No, I don't think. I think it used to be. I don't think a headache rack is required. I think it's, it's now a choice. Pretty sure. Well, this driver made the wrong choice. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Many guys have been killed with headache racks. Was he killed? Mm-hmm. Load came through? Mm-hmm. What was it? Coil? Pipes. Pipes, yeah. Well, what happened was is he, I guess he was coming to a red light, and this is in Monroe, Michigan, and he was coming down to the red, red light area, and a truck, a pickup truck, was going in the, in, in the other lane, and the car in front of the pickup truck decided to, you know, just stop. So he swerved over to go around this car that stopped. And when he did, the driver of the rig had to slam his brakes on in return. Everything came through and killed him. Oh, that's honestly, those pipes are strapped down real hard and tight. And when something jolts them loose, they come out of there like a bullet. And I've seen accidents where, Pipes have went all the way up through the cab and just basically cut the driver in half. And that's might have been what happened there. What I don't understand is I'm going to read the paragraph to you. And the reasoning is, is because if, 
it, it just showed, to me, it looks like they weren't paying attention, any of them. The driver who is not, has not been identified was going east on South, Clus- South Custer Road in the right lane. A passenger car and a pickup were in the left lane when they came up to, on a red light. The passenger car stopped, but the pickup truck abruptly swerved into the other lane and in front of the semi-truck. Now, this is, they're coming onto a red light, right? Stopping. The driver rear-ended the pickup truck, and the crash caused the load on the bed of the semi to shift into the cab. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like the trucker was getting ready to run a red light. That's, um, that's what I'm saying. Well, it I'm just, saying that. You say, can't, if he's going that fast, and then he has to lock him up at a red light... Most likely, he was probably seen the light changing and was going to keep going when the pickup truck darted over. That was it. Boom. There Mm -hmm. was nothing the trucker can do. That's a dangerous thing right there. That's why you're really better off when you're around red lights and and yellow lights is to really just obey those lights. That's what they're designed for Mm -hmm. because you don't know who's going to just swerve over and jam on their brakes in front of you. That's it. That's exactly what that sounds like. Again, I'm not the judge, but I'm probably right on that one. You got anything else? Nope. You're, you don't have anything else? Nope. All right, let's wrap it up. Are we out of here? Peace. All right, peace. Praise the Lord. Hey, drivers, if you're in the market to call a new place home, you just want to find a new job, write this phone number down, 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. This carrier is a mid-sized carrier. They offer every benefit in the world. They have brand new Kenworth T680s that are loaded to the hilt. They offer OTR and regional company positions. They also offer lease operator positions. Go ahead and write that number down, driver. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. 